as we cover many an insane movie and numerous cult TV phenomenons. Are you ready to get jacked up? Are you with us? Then listen on. the most controversial people in the world here to join me is my horrific life podcaster erica wright good evening <laughs> and she's gonna close out just a few just mutter tidbits because everybody had to do the blade runner episode and she's no exception she's awesome so <laughs> thank you so uh, uh we we've already kind of just reflected just on Kind of how it's a one of a kind, just detective movie, neo western, uh, sci fi that's very not so reliant on the visuals and more about just kind of the atmosphere and tone. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, how, how did you get introduced to it? <laughs> oh, um, sadly, I think I just saw it on cable TV as a teenager. It's all and good. Yeah. It was like missing some, uh, some of the more violent bits because it was censored for television, but I thought this movie is just freaking amazing. So I got <laughs> completely obsessed with it. Um, had to watch all the different cuts of it. Um, and ended up just watching it obsessively. And I ended up with the biggest crush on Rutger Hauer. <laughs> Probably like a lot of people did. I don't think I need that point. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The hair. Um, his book, uh, All These Memories, is very worth reading. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, just seeing this influence and all these other cyberpunk type movies. Uh, uh, why do you feel like everyone feels more keen on just ripping it off instead of just being influenced by it? And why is it just the go to nowadays? Just kind of just it's just stood the test of time. I think that's so like typical of Hollywood with any film that was really original. It's easier to imitate something that was original than come up with another original idea. So I think that's uh -huh. the big that um, it it does have this really you know, great iconic look to it though, and I I can see the appeal of wanting to imitate that. Right, right, right. Um... And I mean, I just reference it without even wanting to reference it at the time. I know I was working on a, a movie script for someone that was a 
not post-apocalyptic necessarily, but it was definitely a World War, Third World War uh, dystopian kind of society where basically te- Texas had seceded from the Union and formed its own government. And uh, uh, I definitely went to the Blade Runner handbook where I just had people talking through holograms and we only see the only thing that stood out about the city is there was like one or two flying cars, but it was just a brief shot. For the most part, it was just kind of high tech future cops. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. nice. Everything's the everything's the same, but it's just that is the small elements showing is like, OK, this is the world we live in and that's all we need. But uh, I'm just hitting on that point because I just I've seen it referenced everywhere. You know, I come in peace, uh, Predator <laughs> Two, and just mm-hmm. it, and transfers and dark matter, altered carbon. You know, so I think it really does stand the test of time because I mean it's also just the most anti Harrison Ford performance I've still seen to date. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and more or less I, it, it's also just, you know. Uh, Sean Young, I know, is Cuckoo Babies, but she's bearable here. And uh, again, <laughs> Daryl Hannah was and Brian James were will cast. So it's just like it was just the right place, right time. Mm-hmm. True. And it's also I mean, the, the story itself is also amazing. And it's been analyzed and debated so much. <laughs> uh, when I was uh, taking film theory classes in the university, I found at least half a dozen books just about Blade Runner. Absolutely. And all of these different um, academics who found parallels like, oh, it's a, it has a subtext about the Holocaust or it has a subtext about American slavery or, you know, kind of whatever. Uh, or, or people thought, some people thought it uh, had parallels to Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which I suppose in a sense it does. Uh, if you want to if there's an origin movie ever about Roy I would understand but yeah it's like uh, people want to make it into this you know it's clickbait articles and it's like no not even remotely in the same boat (laughs) regardless of what the Ridley says versus David Webb Pables and Harrison say so uh, it's aside from just being escapism and crafting the world um, you know I was late to the party too. You know, I, I only got into it like two years before the final cut came out. So that should tell you all you need to know, but it was just one of those. It was cool. It's cool to see it embraced by again, all the movie channels, uh, AMC used to come on FX back when the special edition came out on DVD. And then, you know, sci-fi has now been airing it lately. And so it's just like, I think uh, the reason we all like to talk about this movie is that it leaves a mostly positive impression and it, it, it's just unlike anything else anyone has ever seen at that time and even since then because it's like see other Philip K. Dick adaptations and you know mm-hmm. even though this got destroyed at the time it still is like well <laughs> the audience says otherwise we'll return after these messages hey feeling down feeling low not enough podcasts about movies in your life why not try... They must be destroyed on sight! The new Podcast Cure-All. Sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation. We have Italian horror. We have zombies. We have slashers. We have crime films. We have spaghetti westerns. We even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts... 
Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host, Cure What Ails Ya. Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. Hey, I heard you like movies. I heard you like to hustle. I heard you like podcasts. Well, guess what? There's a podcast for you out there called The Home Video Hustle. Damn right. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I put a bunch of movies in a bag, and PJ picks one out at random. And then we just watch it. We talk about it for maybe like an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Whatever we feel like doing, wherever the conversation leads us. But do we actually talk about the movie? Most of the time. Ah. Tangents galore. Yes. So believe me, we may be a movie podcast, but it's not always about movies. We might talk about video games. Mm-hmm. Music. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the big one, music. Uh, sometimes we might get a little bit of politicalness in there. Yes. Sometimes we may just, oh, we know what we like to do. We like to tell stories, PJ. Ah, yes. I am the master storyteller yes. of the podcast realm. <laughs> Undefeated. So if you like to hear about movies, video games, whatever foolishness comes to our mind, the most random stuff you can think of, check out the Home Video Hustle. You can find us on the Stitchers, yes. the Google Play, yes. Apple Podcasts, what else? Podbean, what else? Podcast Addict, goddamn, all that. Ain't no reason you can't get your hustle on. We everywhere, worldwide, baby. Hustle, motherfucking hustle. Hey, we can't cuss in the promo, PJ. Ah, we gotta be family friendly. There may be podcasts out there that don't want his hair to say. Ah, ah, ah. All that good fun stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> you. <laughs> no, don't run the listeners away, Peach. Ah, I'm sorry. But this is going kind of long. Yes. So we'll end this and say, hey, check out the Home Video Hustle every Friday on all the various podcast outlets. Peace. Peace. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And while Witch didn't make it to the top of the world, he did make the Gangs of Hollywood podcast. So join the gang and enjoy a movie review podcast about movie gangs, gangsters, mobsters, and the mayhem they cause. You can find GOH Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GOHpod at www.gohpod.com as well as your favorite podcast listening app. And remember, say hello to your little friend for me. If you take two old punk rockers who are past their prime, put them in front of a movie screen and give them a podcast, what do you get? Cinema punks. Cinepunks. It's the mixtape of movies. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. 
No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, crude. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. Unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17 year olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept little history doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped from watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How did you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. It's time, let's check our cue, baby Pair it with a couple brews, baby We love your movies We love the bad ones, too So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you Oh, yeah Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one last plot holes and gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy With your friend Steve and Izzy at eilfm.podbean.com We now continue with our program. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how many times that's happened with truly great movies, like John Carpenter's The Thing flopped because it came out at the same time as E.T. And I'm in the minority. I think E.T. is a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> I love John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, yeah. So I, I guess not, not to diss people who have you know fond memories of et but i never liked it actually for whatever reason it was a rough watch uh, initially but yeah it's one of those is like i i don't think i would even name that even the best of <laughs> 82 no. 84 is just like there's so many better spielberg movies like schindler's list and <laughs> definitely uh, I, I completely you know and I mean, uh, he even, speaking of which, applauded Harrison Ford when he saw his performance in this movie a year after they did Raiders. So it's, <laughs> I, 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 seeing him in the sequel, uh, go go ahead and unleash what you think on the follow-up. Not Soldier, oh. but uh, 2049. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, um, I really did enjoy the, the sequel. Yeah, I think the original was a bit better, but I thought, you know, especially for a sequel, it, the it was really outstanding honestly 
to have the homage just being like just the first half instead of just allow you to actually more like just the first 20 minutes is like they're rebuilding the world referencing shots and then the rest of the time is like okay now we're not going to do it really style now we're going to do it my style which is creepy <laughs> creepy and yeah. uh I, I mean just showing that outside world expanding on it is like that's what i want in all these and everybody just wants to just bitch about it and again they were expecting matrix or hadn't seen the first one so it was like okay you weren't the audience so shut up but and it's like sure. okay <laughs> right. I mean, they so, even showed more of the police force and how they're kind of bought by the corporations, which has a cool kind of mm-hmm. just underlying trust nobody factor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember one thing with um, with the, the way the sequel uh, turned out in terms of the story. It kind of took some of that mystery away, or at least I think so. Uh, people were debating in the original, like, oh, was uh, Decker a replicant? this whole time or not and <laughs> well and if you read any of these william gibson short stories like a lot of them are up to the mind that's what is great about it but to just mm-hmm. debate everyone takes it as an opportunity for debate and it's like okay yeah it wasn't yeah. intended as that <laughs> just take it way too seriously it's like you'll just leave it open-ended let it be a mystery uh, <laughs> did you read yeah. the runner uh, novels that came out after the original film came out I haven't, but uh, I, I was wondering who wanted to discuss any of that. Um, oh, I did. I, I read them. I mean, I don't remember them clearly because I um, devoured them after I first discovered the original film. And I have to say, I found them pretty disappointing. <laughs> um, I feel like the, the sequel maybe took some ideas from those novels, perhaps. Uh, there was the whole... The um, cinematic Blade Runner universe. Yeah. Until it's... Re- retconned (laughs) (laughs) um they they did have that whole concept of uh potentially replicants being able to give birth and have children and that that was a feature of the novels i think there was a trilogy of novels that came out after the original film (sighs) but i thought they were kind of campy and they really jumped the shark by the third (laughs) one i did Really What's your take that. on this technically being part of Prometheus, which is part of Alien, which is part of Predator, which is part of? <laughs> uh, it sounds like movie. bullshit to me, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I just I saw that was on one of the Blu-rays that people noted that I'm like, I hope it's not because I just prefer this. I just I don't, but I, I know others who do. Yeah, <laughs> so it's I, like, see a huge connection between those things i mean yeah prometheus uh, you know and the sequel alien covenant had i guess one of the doors made a similar noise to the aliens doors opening i don't know Uh, (laughs) that's it (laughs) very weak connection for me (laughs) exactly (laughs) i'm not feeling it (laughs) cyberpunk that's it yeah So aliens only gets that just because of the damn corporations and the the suits. It has nothing to do with the technology and all the other shit. <laughs> That's true, right? <laughs> like uh, this. I mean, again, uh, just seeing all these shows reference it, yeah, just continuum, just any other kind of uh, lesser entries. Just uh, it, it's interesting how many critics. Uh, accuse a movie of being a Blade Runner knockoff when it's like, okay, yeah, but you fuckers hated it at the time, so why do you care? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, right. so, and so, I, you know, 
we talk about all of these different cult actors and everything. Uh, so many of them have built careers off of goofy movies that were knockoffs of this. I mean, Don the Dragon Wilson, I'm looking at you. So uh, I think it is definitely a matter of uh, just it, it. It was the right place, right time. And most of it just uh, left a good enough impression. But it, mm-hmm. it it wasn't there. You'd be a fool to think it was in the headlines in the papers. Um, I mean, iRobot is probably in some demographics, probably more popular than this, you know, but right. similar story. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's definitely one of many movies. Where it's like, I'm okay if you rip it off or if you're inspired by it. How can you not be? It is just a unusual film. It's not even a movie you think about right away, but you're just like, ah, yeah, I did see that. That was unusual and pretty uncanny and kind of neat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, there's other people who's like, uh, they will always say, garbage. And so I was like, okay, that's fine. Uh, I can help you. Yeah. You, you tolerate more stuff than me? So I was like, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I have not gone through all the different cuts of this movie. I know some swear by it and want to even debate about that so this movie is just it cannot escape debate and it's just ridiculous it's like why not just appreciate it i I, why why debate which cut is the better cut (laughs) right yeah um i i know some people get really worked up over that i i guess i do like the director's cut of blade runner um i I'm not a big fan of the noir style voiceover narration and the theatrical cut yeah it's not my particular favorite i don't i don't hate that it gives it all it gives it all away (laughs) yeah that that version did have a a few interesting uh, moments that did not end up in uh, the other cuts of the film so i think all of the cuts have something cool to offer but i rather not have the narration that's just my opinion (laughs) yeah i'm I'm there with you and it kind of sucks because, I mean, Harrison Ford didn't see the need for it, yet he still had to do it, so he just made sure that the narration sucked. So it's like, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. So this doesn't work. Conflicting interests. <laughs> right. Uh, man, oh, man. <sighs> oh, I've said so much about it. Do you have anything else on? Oh, gosh. You know, that's probably pretty much everything I can think of anyway, so... Um, oh. I am a big fan of both movies, though. Groovy, groovy. Um, I, I really don't know what to say to anyone who's just gets bored by film easily. I mean, if you can handle all the 40s detective noirs, I think you can handle this. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. <laughs> I've seen more boring westerns than this, so I... Absolutely. Can hand, if you can handle boring westerns, I think you can handle this. Mm-hmm. And for people who just don't like sci-fi because it's all effects and everything, you should still watch it because it's it's hard sci-fi. It's <laughs> yeah, I, I think the original is probably one of the few movies I would give a perfect ten out of ten score for. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I almost never do. I do it reluctantly, but I. I know. First film is pretty much perfect. Well, it's also kind of ridiculous that we even have to get to that segment where it's like. Yeah, well, don't want to rate it this high or that high. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Is it that good? <laughs> and I think the sequel I'd probably give 8.5 out of 10. Oh, good. 
I think it helps that Harrison actually looks dedicated. You know, yeah. unlike the <laughs> new Star Wars movie or even Crystal Skull. It's like, okay, out of all yeah. the roles he's re- revisiting. <laughs> and yeah. that's like a whole other story. I think I told you how, like, Andrew Deboff hate, hated working on that film. And he said, No, I didn't actually. Oh, my God. Okay. Maybe I should be careful with what I say, but... It's all good. I mean, we, we can do that in between the thing. Yeah, maybe edit that out for now, and I'll tell you later. Yeah, well... It's all good. That's when uh, this, like in public uh, interviews or convention Q&As when people ask him, oh, what was it like working on that movie? He has a very uh, polite response that he focuses on different positive things uh, he's good at that he's one of the effect. few people i've seen because i mean harrison won't hold back when you know he is pissed <laughs> off about something he's like i don't care <laughs> it was an order to do a good performance and no that movie's awful don't ever watch hollywood homicide <laughs> <laughs> true true <laughs> and i can't blame you why would you want to watch it but um yeah okay um where can we find you on the webs yeah sorry you're gonna do two plugins in one day that's good no, no problem can find me at myhorrificlife.com and on Instagram at myhorrificlife. Woo! <laughs> Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up review show.